A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses said to the people, The priest shall take the paneer from your hand and lay it before the altar of the Lord your God. Then in the sight of the Lord your God, you must take this pronouncement. My father was a wandering Armean. He went down into Egypt to find refuge there. Few in numbers, but there he became a nation, great, mighty, and strong. The Egyptians ill-treated us. They gave us no peace and inflicted harsh slavery on us. But we called on the Lord, the God of our fathers. The Lord heard our voice and saw our misery, our toil and our oppression. And the Lord brought us out of Egypt with mighty hand and outstretched arm with great terror. And with signs and wonders, he brought us here and gave us this land, a land where milk and honey flow. Here then I bring the first fruits of the produce of the soil that you, the Lord, have given me. You must then lay them before the Lord your God and bow down in the sight of the Lord your God. The word of the Lord. I am with you. 
I will save him in distress and give him glory. letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Scripture says, the word, that is the faith we proclaim, is very near to you. It is on your lips and in your heart. If your lips confess that Jesus is Lord, and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. By believing from the heart, you are made righteous. By confessing with your lips, you are saved. When Scripture says, those who believe in him will have no cause for shame. It makes no distinction between Jew and Greek. All belong to the same Lord who is rich enough, however many ask his help. But everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The word of the Lord. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Filled with the Holy Spirit, Jesus left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit through the wilderness, being tempted there by the devil for 40 days. During that time he ate nothing and at the end he was hungry. Then the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to turn into a loaf. But Jesus replied, Scripture says, Man does not live on bread alone. Then leading him to a height, the devil showed him in a moment of time all the kingdoms of the world and said to him I will give you all this power and the glory of these kingdoms for it has been committed to me and I give it to anyone I choose worship me then and it shall be yours but Jesus answered him scripture says 
you must worship the Lord your God and serve him alone. Then he led him to Jerusalem and made him stand on the parapet of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said to him, throw yourself down from here, for scripture says he will put his angels in charge of you to guard you, and again they will hold you up on their hands in case you hurt your foot against a stone. But Jesus answered him, It has been said, You must not put the Lord your God to the test. Having exhausted all these ways of tempting him, the devil left him to return at the appointed time. The Gospel of the Lord. Lent and spring go together, and this is made especially clear when Lent starts in March. We see the flowers starting to bloom again, and there's a feeling that the new year really has got going. There's perhaps a feeling of optimism in the air now that the winter is passing. And this is the feeling of Lent. It is a new beginning. And many people, Christian or not, take Lent as an occasion to look at their life and try to improve in certain ways. The Church frames this in terms of prayer, fasting and almsgiving. Like our New Year's resolutions in January, it's easy to be over-ambitious and have lots of lofty ideas about what we're going to do to keep Lent and prepare ourselves for Easter. So like our January resolutions, we need to be both ambitious for the higher things, but also realistic about what we can actually do. And we also need to remember that the real purpose of these resolutions is to improve our relationship with God, to come closer to Christ and the Church, Any other advantage, whether it be extra knowledge, greater fitness, losing weight or whatever, that's all secondary. And given all this, today's first reading from Deuteronomy may come as something of a surprise, since it doesn't actually have any of these Lenten themes in it. Instead, it focuses on the importance of remembering the love of God and his nature as the saviour of Israel and it's set in a liturgical context. Lent prepares us to celebrate the Triduum, that high point of the church's year that runs from Maundy Thursday until Easter Sunday. And it is there that we focus in a very special way on the salvation that God brings us through his Son. God acts for us just as he acted for the Israelites when he brought them out of slavery in Egypt. Today, we may not be enslaved in a physical way, although some are enslaved in our world, and far more than we might imagine. 
but we may be enslaved to sin. And Lent is a time to work to rid ourselves of sin, to allow God's Holy Spirit to work deep within us so that we can come to that land flowing with milk and honey, the sacraments that bring us closer to Christ here and to union with him in heaven. And we might think, well, it's just all too difficult. We can't do this. Let's be realistic, can't resist temptation. Rubbish. We can. Whether we really want to is a different question again. But it's here that Christ comes forward as an example, as we see in today's Gospel. Jesus fasted, and when he is physically weak, the devil comes to him. The devil is, literally speaking, the one who throws obstacles in the way, the one who tries to make us stumble. And so he tries to tempt Christ with food, with power and wealth, and with confidence or even presumption in the love of God. And he makes it seem just so reasonable. After all, we need power, sorry, we need food. <laughs> we often want power, and we often think, well, I could do really good things with that. And we often want people to show their care for us. And the devil even quotes the Bible in order to back up his words. And we sometimes say, well, even the devil can quote scripture. And as a fallen angel, he probably knows the scriptures better than most of us. But we should also notice that Jesus too is able to respond from scripture which, as the divine Son of God, he knows well, to put it mildly. So he shows us the importance of seeing Scripture in its context, and the danger of quoting individual verses or incidents out of that context, including the context of the entirety of the Bible, as interpreted by the magisterium in the context of the tradition of the Church. So what is the ultimate message of the entirety of the scripture? God is our refuge and our strength. He is the one who gives us courage, the one who saved his people in the past and saves us again in the present. This is the God whom we seek this Lent. This is the God who reveals himself to us in the fullness of Scripture, in our prayer, in the sacraments. Benedictine life, indeed all Christian life, is about seeking God. So let this be our focus during Lent this year. <laughs>